Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and today we're talking about Spiritism, and today we're going to have questions and answers about Spiritism, like we do when we live stream on Mondays. Before I begin, let us have a short prayer. Dear Jesus, please open up our hearts and our minds so we can throttle in, we can analyze our pride and our selfishness, so we can Find a path to be more humble and loving and fraternal and charitable. We know it's not easy being a human here on earth. And please kindly lend us your assistance and your example and assistance from our guardian angels and other high spirits who are around us and familiar spirits in the spirit world. Open our hearts and minds to receive the love and dedication from others. Amen. So before I begin, if you're interested in about in Spiritism, uh, you can see here the Spirits book. Type in Alan Kardec, A-L-L-A-N-K-A-R-D-E-C, space PDF, and you'll find the Spirits book, the Mediums book, and the Gospel According to Spiritism, and Heaven and Hell and Genesis, all available in PDF form. The other thing you can do is you can download my book, Spiritism 101, The Third Revolution. If you go to nwspiritism.com, you can download it in PDF form for free. It's also in French. Of course, it's also in Kindle, paperback, and in Audible format. So as, as we go on along here, feel free, please, to type in your comments in the comment section, and I'll take those as the highest priority. Until I get the first couple comments, though, I will uh, go and take questions that I have that have been asked uh, before, and which is I think has been very uh, uh, helpful. And a lot of people are asking these questions. And please, and please, uh, if you think of a question. Go into one of these live streams, just ask a question. I get notified by YouTube when I get a comment, and I will copy the question down and put it on my list. Okay. The first question is a question of relations. Let me uh, take that off. Oh, that didn't work. Now, we talked about Jupiter, and Jupiter is an advanced planet where there is uh, advanced spirits who no longer need to atone for anything wrong. I believe it's probably a happy planet, which is a planet above the planet of regeneration. I could be wrong on that, but that's what I believe. I think it's a, it's a pretty high planet. Now, you can say, well, we've had uh, flybys with Viking, etc., on Jupiter. There's no life on Jupiter. And yes, you're, of course, right in this dimension. But remember, we are a multi-dimension world in the physical world as well as multi-dimension in the spirit world. So therefore, there is life on other planets in our solar system, but not in this dimension. To us, Jupiter is what it is. The same thing as Mars is barren. Uh, whereas in another dimension, what spirits have told us is that Mars has life and then Earth has no life. And then the people of Mars look at Earth as the way we look at Mars. So this is how complex and compact this, this universe is a uh, dense, dense, just, you know, block of data with everything connected and parameters everywhere. And, and we, humans on Earth, as well as spirits, 
we are encapsulated logic with different levels of, of, of uh, permissions and parameters depending on our spiritual ascension. That's why we want to work for our spiritual ascension because the more we open up, the more the more uh, just discovery we can make of this universe that's just limitless. Okay, so the question is, there's a question of relations between um, male and female and Jupiter. And if, if it is used for procreation, would there still be the same desire for relations as happens on Earth? And I believe, I don't know this for absolutely certain, but I believe, yes, it still is used for procreation. And But they, then again, when people are born, they become mature much quicker, like, like within a year, you're like 30 years old. Now that, that's another advanced planet. It's not, not what I know for sure on Jupiter, but that should give you uh, an example. Now, the desire, I think, is less because as you rise... Just like as you become, it's really the same answer as when you are a spirit. People say, well, are you still, are there relations in the spirit world? The answer is yes. But as you go higher and higher, that becomes that becomes pushed down in your priority and in your, your desires. Because there's other things more exciting. There's other things that just intellectually just excite you and, and just give you goosebumps and, you know, just, you can't wait to do that and to uh, discover or be a part of a mission to earth and help other spirits. All, all things that push down these other desires that we have on earth. Because on earth, quite frankly, we are in a planet of atonement and we have some pretty hard trials. And, you know, we like to have at least a couple moments of, of pleasure. And, and when you're in a higher planet or a higher sphere in the spirit world, not as important. I hope that answers that question. Is the colony of Nosolar an idea of life in Jupiter? And I think that the answer is yes. And I think it's a good description of the, uh, uh, the idea. I don't know if it's the ideal or if it's a blueprint, but it's, it's the colony of Nosolar. People work together. You don't have people gossiping about each other no malicious gossip there's no unemployment you don't have to work everyone's taken care of because well first of all you don't have to eat you absorb water uh, sunlight and drink the water and you're fine you don't need shelter because the temperature is always good although you do have your own your own uh set of rooms or, or house and so yes it, there's there's no there's no crime there is, whereas I was not so large, they do have a fence or a wall around it. That's to defend against spirits from the lower zone coming up. But yes, so I mean, and that's what happens as you go to more and more advanced planets. Because here, here we are on a planet of atonement, right? When you atone for your past wrongs you've done in your life. And that whole thing about atoning for what we've done wrong in our past life, that's why there's chaos on Earth, right? There are situations for everyone, me included, where we have to go through pretty drastic and depressing trials. So then we get that stimuli to, to make fundamental changes in our character, right? So we don't steal. We don't take advantage of other people. We, you know, we're not cruel to our partners. You know, we, you know, when we split up, we don't do it horribly. We try and be as nice as possible. All these things we have to learn. 
and therefore on a planet of atonement you've got a lot you know and people question it why is how can god be so cruel because good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people well they're all going through their own trials and tribulations and some of the bad people are being uh, uh allowed the opportunity to make mistakes so they can learn about that and and pay for those past wrongs in another life that's why you don't be envious of people who are rich and famous and who take advantage of that in you know not a nice manner because they will have a lot to pay for unfortunately god bless them all now the ones who are rich and famous and keep or keep trying to be nice to people and humble i mean and, you know no one's perfect of course they have had a great victory okay uh, question number 10 is jesus the spirit of truth or is it like what we know as the holy spirit so this is not known for absolutely certain but what i have heard in youtube videos by spiritists in um in portuguese in brazil and, it, and could we step back for a second the, the question is the spirit of truth is what organized all the spirits talking to the different mediums uh by Alan Kardec and Alan Kardec wrote a series of 1,019 questions and in those 1,019 questions which is great that's why I would recommend everyone to read the spirits book it's very interesting and it's all about life and reincarnation and what do you do as a spirit what are the missions and uh, what happens to murderers and marriage and everything and of course, as Jesus said, if I let me bring that up, hold on one second. As Jesus said, let me bring, bring up the scripture in the New Testament. Let me hide this one for a second. Okay, now this is what they talk about the spirit of truth. This is in John chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another consoler to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. And another one is in the New Testament, John 14, verse 26. But the Consoler, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, remind you of everything I have said to you. And so that's where the, the question comes from. Now, so this Spirit of truth is what I have heard is that people believe that that was Jesus who was organizing the spirits that were talking and messaging to different mediums. And, of course, as Alan Kardec codified the spirits book, and, of course, what he, by codified means that he gave the same question to different mediums in different geographical locations and did not codify the answer unless the answers were the same or similar from different uh, mediums so the answer is i th people believe that jesus was the organizer of this now it may not have been i do not know for certain okay number uh the next question and of course if you have any questions please feel free to put them in the comment section once we die do we come to the realization of the goals not achieved on that life or is the knowledge after this life mainly oh, according to one's spiritual progress once the veil is lifted? So I, so 
I believe is if you are you pass over and you are going to any of the levels of heaven, you do come to the realization of what your plan was and and what your idea of how you your personal idea of how you uh, perform according to the plan. And then of course they will have they will have meetings with you and you'll go over your plan with other spirits. And mostly that plan is they'll just point out things and they'll they make you not feel bad. And you'll see this a lot in near death experiences where they they will uh, I remember one guy's near death experience. He kind of walked into this beautiful forest but was around this table and they just were talking to him and he felt he they knew he, they he knew these people but he didn't know they probably did actually know those people but again the veil was pretty since he just had a near-death experience and they they just they went through some episodes in his life and they decided that yeah you need to still be on the earth you have more to learn and no one is points fingers because everyone's gone through this physical life and everyone has failed miserably and everyone has done horrible, embarrassing things. I absolutely included. And so no one's going to say, oh, yeah, you're a, you're a complete idiot because we've all been there and we've all spent time in the lower zones. Now, or you can also call that purgatory. There's no eternal hell. Now, do people who go into the lower zones, which is from the crust of the earth to the bottom levels of heaven, or into the dark abyss, which you, we call the purgatory, do they kind of go through what their own goals were and how they did? No, they, they, they're in this different uh, area. And they, uh, until, they, uh, until they rise up and ascend, they're not gonna. They're not gonna know. They they are still fooling themselves, thinking that the way they are is the way they should be, and which is still a bit. Uh, what? How can I say this? You know, rebellious, and the fact that they are 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 materialist, and they don't. You know, they don't want to be told what to do. Which I can understand. We've all been there. Okay. Next question. What is the difference in saying the Son of Man or the Son of God? And so, in my opinion, we call that, we, we, we say that about Jesus, right? Now, we can call Jesus the Son of Man because Jesus became a man. And we can call Jesus the Son of God because God is in all of us and he is the Spirit. And we are all can be considered sons and daughters of God. Well, you know, whatever. There's no gender of when you go higher in the, in the spirit world. So we're all beings of God. And you can also say Christ is the father of man as well as the son of man. Now, why is that? Well, Christ was here. And he was a member of the uh, Council of Higher Spirits that helped actually form this solar system. And he helped form the earth and the moon and guided the evolution of the of the terra of of earth the environment the different ages the different evolution of animals now darwin is somewhat correct there is natural selection of within the process of has how it's been set up but there are teams of spirits that are assigned to a certain animal a certain tree and they'll have these teams that will 
that will make small changes in their DNA in order to evolve these plants and animals or whatever to where they would need where the goal is. And that's how man was created, you know, with from animals. And they finally, you know, changed a little bit, changed a little bit until they were sophisticated enough and their brain was powerful enough to hold a free-willed soul. So we are, you know, Jesus is our father. He created us. It's, it's like it's like a person who is, let's say, a genius, and he creates this race of robots. And the robots saying, look at this guy like, you know, he's, you know, he's our father. But then the, the, the inventor says, oh, I want to see how the robots live. I want to be part of it. So he puts his mind, he doesn't die, right? He's still in that wherever he is. He puts it into this environment where the robots live. But he puts his mind into the body of a robot. Well, now he is, right, the son of the robots, right? So, so that's how that works. So he's he's involved in everything. Jesus Christ is involved in everything. And then, and then you could consider that God permeates everything. We're all connected by God. We're given our, here on earth, we're given at least our instinct and our conscience. Okay. Number 13, how do you know when the spirit, spiritual council has met? And I know that because that has been in the book On the Way to the Light by the Spirit Emmanuel. And what he had said in this, and this is, uh, it was psychographed by the, uh, let me see if I can bring up that, uh, that cover, because that's a good book. And that was psychographed by Francisco C. Xavier. Okay, let me, let me, uh, where is that? Okay. Let me uh, bring, hopefully bring this up just one second. I'll put this on the screen. Oops, don't want to do that. I want people to see this. So this is just a, uh, a wonderful book. Okay, let's hide this. So here is the book. I want people to see this. This, to me, this book is just amazing. On the Way to the Light. And this book goes through how the earth was created and how the spirit world, under the leadership of Jesus Christ, has guided us from the very beginning, even before the human race and where we, we're going now. It talks about uh, races from Capella coming down, going into uh, the, the different races on Earth in order to kind of bring, up, bring them up like the Egyptians and so forth. It talks about why the spirit world decided to say, oh, ah, Rome, that's the end of you. You you couldn't do it. Uh, it. It talks about all sorts of things. The beginning of the of the different civilizations, uh, China, uh, all sorts of interesting things. Lao Tzu, uh, Confucius, Buddha. Um, it's just amazing. So that's where I found out about this meaning of spiritual council. So it met at the beginning of the solar system, as they created this area of different campuses. It met, it met in, 
when Christ had decided to come to earth, right? So it met at that little point, uh, that point in time, just before, I don't know how far just before is, it met then when he was coming to earth. And then, and this is when he, when I say meet, I mean meet in the vicinity of our solar system. It meets all the time, uh, you know, in other places, but it, it specifically when I talk about it, it meets in, in our general location. And then it met in uh, around 1969 after man went to the moon. Why? Because when men went to the moon, the council said, oh, here are these guys on Earth. They're, they're advancing technologically and they're not advancing spiritually. They're probably going to have a nuclear war and wipe everybody out. Let's do the same thing we did with Atlantis and Lemuria. And this is also a very small little couple sentences in this book. And he says, and a couple more besides that we don't know about. But he did say Atlantis and Lemuria. We're both civilizations cut short because the human race advanced technologically, but not spiritually. Now, in 1969, Jesus intervened and said, look, give me 50 years. And if they do not have nuclear war in 50 years, I will... Uh, we will carry on and, be, and become a planet of regeneration. And said, so, okay, well, July in uh, what, 2020, or uh, 2019, I'm sorry, 50 years plus uh, 69. It was July, I can't remember when, and 69 men landed on the moon. We passed that without nuclear war. So therefore, the next phase is be, will begin, and that is the phase of a planet of regeneration. And what, what we have been told is around 2057, let's call it the, the mid of the 21st century, is we will start having more elevated spirits here on Earth that look to the good than our primitive, uh, look, to the, look to the kind of not more materialist spirits. And once you're over that 50%, you really start that path to regeneration. Now, that, that path of regeneration isn't a switch that clicks. Oh, okay, you're planning regeneration now. Everything's perfect. No, it's going to be a gradual, cultural, societal, technological change that will come over the earth. Now, things will be rapid, though. Uh, what Chico said that aliens will will come down i think it will happen probably within 10 to 20 years from now uh, maybe sooner aliens will come down we'll share technology and uh we will have great strides in our uh advancement technological advancements now the part about the aliens is not in on the way to the light but anyway this i think this book was written in 1954 1956. just interesting book i've read it three or four times. I'm going to read it again. I just, I, I love this book. So, but I wanted to give that to you. Let's go back to the questions. So that is how I know the, the uh, spiritual council met is from that book, which I just showed you. And of course, I would recommend people to buy that book. Now, to find out where you can get that book, you can get that book on Amazon, but you can also go and click on the picture of Alan Kardec on my blog, nwspiritism.com, and it'll take you to the FEB website, which is the Feder Federation of 
Brazilian Espiritus or something like that. Uh, and, and we call it Spiritus, and it's Espiritus, right, in Portuguese. That's why the E. Um, and it's in English, and you can buy that book, and it's actually less expensive there. In fact, a lot of these spiritual books in English, Spiritist books, are less expensive there. In the books by Alan Kardec, if you want paperback, I would recommend you buy them from there because they're more expensive uh, on Amazon. Although, if you have Prime, you may get shipping for free, so it may it may not be uh, uh, an issue. Okay, again, this remind anybody, uh, today's kind of unusual. I'm not getting any questions. Usually, I get all sorts of questions, but I'm glad I have a list of questions from before. Okay, now, next question. When one hears of the second coming of Christ, does it mean that Jesus will reincarnate again and live among us? And the answer is no, it does not. It, it, it does not mean that to Spiritus. Spiritus, no. I know in the Christian religion, a lot of it hears from the revelations of the second coming of Christ. And it has to do with the apocalypse and the dividing of spirits. So let's go back to the apocalypse first. So the apocalypse is happening, is happening, and will continue to happen, but it's in the spirit world. Now, why do I say that? We are now at the last phase, and probably a better way of saying it is we're at the preparation phase to begin to be a plan of regeneration. And that's when we're going to have uh, more spirits who are tend to the light than, than are materialistic. And as part of being a planet generation, that means that eventually that the spirits that are on the earth and below, meaning spirits that have not risen to any levels of heaven, they will no longer be here. Right now, we walk through, we walk through life, we have spirits all around us, and we have, uh, we have inspirations from good spirits, our guardian spirit, and we have inspirations from not-so-good spirits, mean-spirited spirits, right? Spirits who who want to get us on the wrong path. Well, those people will be gone. And that's why they're fighting very hard not to allow us to become a planet regeneration. Because it's just like, let's say you have a whole prison with all the hierarchy of the prisoners and the big bosses of the prison, and they have to move to another prison. Well, they're just back with the peons, right? This is what's going to happen to these people. They're going to have to go back and into these lower zones and lower levels and worked our way up so i would say that that is is what that means and so that is a part of 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 the apocalypse so the apocalypse is happening They'll, those spirits will will then be taken to other to other um planets and other lower zones and, and areas around them so now, second coming of Christ. So this, Christ is in charge of our planet. He's, he's with us. He's been with us since the beginning of the earth. He's always with us. And he is, he is sending some of his ministers to come back with us again. And for what I've heard is that they are going to have uh, Buddha and Socrates, uh, the spirit Joanna de Angelis. You probably don't know, many people don't know her, but she's psychograph. Uh, actually, she's a spirit that helped Devaldo Frankel. Psychograph uh, many books. So we're going to have a lot of 
of wonderful high-level spirits back with us, and I'm really excited for Socrates and Buddha. I mean, that, that, that'd be really interesting to have those two here. So, but Jesus, what I've heard is he will not reincarnate and live us, uh, live among us again, because when we pass over, he's there. He's in, he's in the, in charge of the heaven around the earth. He's in charge of other planets too, but he will be part of that. So it's not necessary that he comes to lead us is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Uh, we have a question here. Let's take this down. So from Grabielli's, how do you know that you're hearing and communicating with the real spirit versus you're just crazy and having auditory hallucinations? And that's a good question. And I think it's probably different for everyone. But I would say is the main thing is, is real, is most probably most of those things that come through your mind that if you think you're actually hearing voices, not just thoughts, right? I'm talking about hearing voices. They probably are spirits, and if and if you think you're crazy because you're hearing them, they're not. They're they're not. Uh, they're not nice spirits. They're spirits that are trying to uh, uh, distract you. They're trying to some for some reason. They're trying to obsess you. They're trying to take you off your path. Uh, all those things is that that's where we have to learn. That's where you have to learn to meditate and pray. Pray for, for help. The spirit world under Jesus Christ will send spirits to help you combat those, those spirits who do not mean you well. And But it will be, but you know, the onus is on you. You have to pray and meditate and learn to say, okay, if this, to filter everything through your conscience. If something violates what you think your conscience says, then you should, um, do something you know then you should try to ignore it and filter it out that's one of the reasons we're on earth is to filter out uh these ideas and these you know bad messages so you're not crazy and now you there is of course always a possibility of auditory hallucinations in fact i went through many years of hearing music and then all of a sudden it stopped uh, so that does happen and so that's that's a hard one. I mean, I can't give you a definite answer. I think everyone's going to have to figure that out by themselves. But if you're having, if you're having, if you're hearing like, like like tinnitus, right, buzz and noises or music or something like that, that's one thing. But if you're hearing, you know, like threatening things or you know, go rob that bank or just like really crazy ideas, uh, that's probably a spirit that, that's trying to take you off the wrong path that's you know that's my opinion i think that everyone should know themselves and also uh you know don't hesitate to, to seek professional help too and, and spiritism always says that you know go with what medicine knows now and in fact in in brazil there are spiritist hospitals that will give you regular uh, uh therapy sessions and as well as medication if you need it but then they'll also have uh, mediums meetings where they will analyze okay who's around you who's trying to communicate with you and they've had great um progress with uh addicts and you know curing addiction to alcohol and drugs and so forth uh with with this and, and because you know a lot of addicts 
there are encouraged by spirits around them saying, yeah, yeah, keep drinking or keep doing this because they want to feel that. And they, they try to just, you know, they try to rationalize and talk to the spirit. Say, please don't do that. You're harming this person. Okay. Let's go back to um, the questions. Before I do that, let me get to where. Okay. Let's go here. Oh, hold one second. Show and stream. Okay. The next question is, do you meet your guardian angel in heaven? Well, the answer is, not necessarily. So we think of our guardian angel as being an angel that exists in heaven and only helps us when we're in the physical world. And that is a little bit off. That's true. That part is true. But that guardian angel, that mentor of ours, will help us even when we're in the spirit world. And so some people meet their guardian angel in their physical body. I've heard people say that, right? They, hey, I know who my guardian angel is. And some people meet their guardian angel in the spirit world. Other people, I've read one account of this spirit who's like in the 10th level of heaven, spent many, many incarnations, never met his guardian angel until one day he was like on a, a mountain range in this high level of, of heaven. And his guardian angel said, and he looked across the mountains and there was this guy and he's like, just knew that was his guardian angel. And he goes, and he says, come on over here. He goes, well, I can't. You know, it's, that level's too high. He goes, no, I'll help you. And he made this like bridge of cloud, right? And he goes, don't worry, you can walk on it. Just come over here. And the, the spirit was saying, it was saying, you know, I, he goes, I, I just felt the urge to take a walk up that mountain and sit on that ledge. But I now know that it was, I was inspired to do that by my guardian angel. So even this high spirit, just think about us here on earth. Even this high spirit act on an urge that he did not know come from a higher spirit, higher than him. So think of us, how we're inspired. We just do things thinking, oh, that was my idea. Well, no. And not all the time, but I'm just saying, you know, and what spirits have told us that most of the, the inspirations for the, the genius and in, inventions, et cetera, came from spirits like Thomas Edison. I'm sure he was inspired a lot by spirits. Albert Einstein. And in fact, what the, in the mediums book, they say is that these people who are geniuses really have this heightened perception of listening to, to spiritual advice. They may not know it is, but they have that heightened perception of being inspired by spirits. So, so this guy met his guardian angel and his guardian angel said, yeah, I've, he goes, I've been connected to you for many times, but this is the first time I thought we could meet. And then the guardian angel took him and they walked back to his place, uh, you know, kind of arm in arm and talked about things. And he just felt so comfort, comforted and loved by his guardian angel. And, and he goes, don't worry, I'll always be with you. And so it's, it's so, yes, sometimes you meet in heaven. Sometimes you meet when you're in your physical body. And sometimes you don't meet in heaven for a long, long time. 
So I'm not sure. It's a good question. I think eventually you always will. You'll know who that is. But it, it uh, may take a while. So now the next question, another good question is, how do you communicate with your guardian angel? And that is very interesting. Because you, what I want to say is, let me say, is when you pray and meditate, all your prayers, and even if you're just concentrating, you want something, you're not consciously praying. Still, the spirit world will interpret that as a pleading, and it will be, it will be analyzed and sent to where it should be going. Now, but if it concerns your guardian angel and you're really like meditating and praying to your guardian angel, you have an open connection constantly wherever that guardian angel is. The guardian angel could be on Jupiter. You'll have that constant connection with your guardian angel. It's like a cell phone and you have a dedicated or like a red line, right? Where they show you in the White House versus the Kremlin. You pick up that phone, it dials right to that location. Well, this is the way it works with your guardian angel. Your guardian angel doesn't have to be next to you. So this is what they say is your guardian angel can look at the, the universal database and he can look at your plan and he can see, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, a week from now, there's going to be some really crazy stuff happening to this person. I better be next to them. But otherwise, they can be they can be in another galaxy, for all I know. And you, but your your communication is instantaneous, right? They will know what's going on. But sometimes, if just if severe trials are going through, they'll want to be there, and they will try and help and inspire you, even if they're far away, inspire you in your trials and tribulation. They can also ask other spirits around you to help you. And that happens all the time, too. Plus, you've got your family and your friends and, uh, you know, extended family in the spirit world. They're pulling for you, for you most likely, too. And they will be around you. And they'll try and help you also. So it's through thought and prayer and meditate and you'll be inspired. And so the what to do to really communicate with the guardian angel is just say, uh, please, you know, pray and meditate. I always tell people when you meditate or pray, try to pick the same time, the same day of the week or multiple days of the week. And then you can um, establish a connection and that person will be used to that regular connection. You can, and you can kind of go through the questions and problems you have in your life at the present time and then you can meditate and then it may not come to you right there but you'll be inspired as events unfold and maybe at the right time as to what you should or a lot of times should not do okay let's next who is your guardian angel well i would say you know, the guardian angel is a superior spirit who's gone through multiple lives. Your guardian angel is most probably, you know, is, is not a lower spirit. It's got to be either a high spirit within the heavens of, of, of Earth or in other advanced planets. 
So your guardian angel has, it's like your mentor at work. It's a lot more experience and knowledge and wisdom than you, but they have, they have uh, an, an expressed interest in you. And then one spirit says, you know, don't think that spirits don't cry and, and they don't laugh because they do both. And, you know, they'll cry when, when, when the person they're supposed to be the guardian angel for, for makes some really bad decisions and it makes them sad. Uh, you, know, you know, they still love you, just like when, you're, when your kid, you know, writes on the wall when they're four or whatever. It's like, oh, um, but they'll still love you. But they, they, uh, they'll shed tears like, oh, no, they did that. You know, imagine the guardian angel, someone like Castro or Mao, who killed, you know, Mao killed millions, Stalin killed, killed millions. And, and, you know, imagine the guardian angel for that person. Oh, they're like, oh, okay. This poor person is going to have a lot to atone for in other planets because they probably won't come back on Earth. Okay, we have a question here. Oop, that's not what I want to do. Okay, here's the question. Grabielli. Can you have a best friend relationship with a spirit attachment or a spirit not in the physical realm while you are in the physical realm that is good? Yes, absolutely you can. Uh, there are instances where uh, husbands or wives who've passed over before will come back and try to help the family or help the spouse. And they will... They will... Uh, either have a mediumistic ability or they'll go to mediums meetings and they will they will talk to that spirit that spirit will talk to them there was this one book uh that i actually uh, read through on tuesdays a, a while ago where this man died and he loved i mean he was not a, a a nice person he was very intelligent and so forth but then he he knew the errors of his ways and but he didn't become softer and more loving until he met this wonderful woman. Of course, right after he met her, it was like, then he died. And he just regretted it so much. But she reached out to him and said, no, look, look, we're still attached. I'm still going to help you. And she was in physical form. So it's kind of weird because this is kind of the opposite of usually what happens. And she was this really wonderful woman who talked to mediums and talked to him through it. And she gave him support and love so he could cast off his thirst for revenge for the people that did him wrong and you know made him forgive people uh and really turn to the good so there is that that side and then is the opposite of the uh, spirits can can you know try to talk to you all the time and and really be a good spirit and be a good influence on you and give you good advice if you know to take it uh, so absolutely that is uh entirely entirely possible of course before i end that subject is just like that's why anyone who talks to spirits or has anything to do with spirits read the medium's book by alan kardec because low spirits can try to masquerade as high spirits and they'll say oh you know i'm saint francis with sissy or i'm you know, I'm Socrates, or I'm this or that, uh, and I've had spirits try to do that. And th but you really have to analyze what they're saying because they will give them away, right? Uh, just as Alan Kardec said, when the spirit passes over from a human to a spirit, they don't 
all of a sudden become this enlightened being. They're still the same person and they still have this limited knowledge. And so there's a lot of spirits out there that will try and inspire you and talk to you and, and pretend they're something. And, but as you keep talking to them and you see that their ideas are not uplifting, they're more materialistic, uh, then you'll know that they're not on that level. In fact, uh, as I tell people, if you're in a, if you talk to a medium and the medium saying that the spirit saying, ah, you're a really great person. You're doing all these great things and they're really buttering you up. That's pretty well that that's false because when I've, when I've heard other people talk, to, you know, communicate with higher spirits or higher spirits communicated to my wife and I, it's always that, okay, this is what you need to be doing. This is what you need to improve on. You know, it's, it's not, it's not lovey-dovey. It, it's it's like it's like your your teacher you had in school that you, you didn't like when you were a kid, but then afterwards you thought, oh, I learned a lot from that teacher. So it, it's you know they'll support you and stuff, and they'll say, and they, it's all the times I have a sense of humor, but it's not going to be all you know candy, right? So I'm just let let you know that be wary of that. Okay, here's another question. What would happen mentally and spiritually if you are a boy spirit in a girl body in reality and you get a succubus or you start getting sexually pleasured as a boy by a girl spirit? Well, I mean, so that can happen. Um, you can, you can, if you are a, uh, if you were, so first of all, if you're a spirit, you can be either gender, but you can be that your predilection is you wanted to be a masculine male spirit. But for some reason, they put you in as a female on earth. And usually that is, usually, not always, there are exceptions. You could have asked for that. But usually that is because as a male spirit, you um, were, were very mean and harmful to the opposite sex. And therefore, okay, they'll say, you need to learn that they have feelings too. And so you don't take advantage of them and treat them horribly. So that that's the first part of the equation. Then you, you have other spirits around you that want to keep you low and keep you ignorant. And they want to have pleasure because that's the level they're at. They're not in heaven. And they will, you know, you can be, you can, they can, by their dominating will, they can, they can do with you if they have that dominating will, and, they, and you can transform yourself into a male or female spirit, and they can have pleasure with you as a, as a male or female spirit. In fact, in the very lower zones, uh, a very dominant, this is in the dark abyss, a dominant spirit will have whole armies, and he'll, he'll make some spirits be in the shape of horses, so they'll have a cavalry for for armies, then and then some mean spirits I read where they'll make them in the shape of a couch or a chair so they can sit in. I mean, it's you know when when thought is action, there's a lot that can happen. So that's why uh, if that happens to anybody, is you need to meditate and pray and try to say, look, I'm not going to let myself be pulled down to that level and go because when you sleep, you go to the spirit world, right? You go to the other side. And that will, that will, um, and you can go where, you know, your desires are. This, uh, I know of, of, with this one medium, uh, with Henri Louise was part of a team in the series of books 
uh, starting with No Solar, a sacrograph by Chico Xavier. And you'll see No Solar right there. And O-S-S-O-L-A-R. He wanted to meet a medium after he fell asleep. This is the guy's done a great job. But then he went, he and another spirit went to the medium's room and saw him having relations with two women spirits. And the guy was all embarrassed. And, and the woman goes, get out of here. We're busy, right? And it just shows you there's all kind in the spirit world. And the guy was embarrassed. And his honor Louis friend said, yeah, we won't bother him tonight, right? So we all have that predilection. We all, that can happen to anybody um, because those two women spirits were at uh, on a lower level and they wanted to have fun with this guy. They may have known him in a previous life and uh, this medium has tried to make himself a little bit higher, but he's been, you know, sometimes he gets distracted uh, by those pleasures. That happens. Andre Luis's father was stuck in the lower zone and because he had uh, affairs with two women, not, you know, and his mother was a higher level than Andre Louise, but his father was stuck in the lower zone because these two women wanted to keep him for themselves. And, of course, then his mother's idea to help his, his uh, Andre Louise's father and her husband out of this conundrum was she would reincarnate and have her uh and their husband would reincarnate, they would marry, and they would have these two women as their daughters. So it just shows you how these things can can go around in the spirit world. Very interesting. Okay, next question. How do you tell the difference between a spiritual vision and an hallucination that is not real? Uh, you know, uh, that has to be up to you. It... it uh, that's a tough question, and it's, it's it's also a tough question when people are mediums because mediums will go through years thinking that the voices they've heard in their head are just figments of their imagination. They go, no, no, it's not real. And in fact, the spirit world says that's one of the challenges of mediums on earth is they will deny the fact that we're trying to communicate with them. The Reverend G. Val Owen said he spent 10 years thinking that I'm hearing these voices, they're not real, and then finally... He started accumulating evidence that they were real. So, which I what's what I think people need to do is that when you have a vision or whatever it is, is write it down, write down what you think the meaning is, and then it, for each each one of those, reread them every so often and say, "Did that come true?" It's like dreams. It's, it's the same advice I give for writing down dreams because when I have. And you can tell if you have just a nonsense dreams, you can forget it. But I write down dreams, and then I, I look at them every so often, and I go, oh, that's what that means. That's happened. And now I understand the connection. And so I think the same way for, for anyone who has visions and hallucinations, if you don't know what it is, write them down. And then see, as time goes on, it could be, you know, to me, sometimes it took like three years. And some people longer, right? Like you see... Uh, Prophets like Clint Clement, you know, 10 years in advance that he had vision. Uh, Chico Xavier knew things way in advance. Um, then just keep them up and ask. And then you'll start being able, once you, you spot the ones that came true uh, versus the ones that are just way out there, you'll be able to gauge for yourself 
are they are they real or are they just a figment of your imagination but you you have to analyze you have to analyze each one and be uh very careful with that but yeah you got to put the work in and it's going to take time Another question. Can you sometimes just want to feel and do things and be with people in a lower zone in the spirit world and go there for a while, then go back to a higher zone and feel and do higher zone things? Absolutely. People do that all the time. In fact, that's just what I was talking about, that medium that where Andrew Louise came in there and saw him with those two two women. He was he was going to be invited to a meeting a meeting in into the into one of the levels of heaven. But he decided he made a decision to stay in the lower zone because the lower zone is from the crust of the earth to the the beginning of heaven and the dark abysses below that. So that's exactly what this medium did. He made a decision that eh, tonight I'm going to do this. And so he did not go into a higher zone. And I, I believe that what you just said, that some people go to the lower zone, some people go to the higher zone, it happens quite frequently. It's not like we're... You know, we're not saints. We're on a planet of atonement. We're here for a reason. And it's sometimes it's good for us to be in the lower zone. Sometimes you can go to the lower zone and try and talk to people and help them out of the lower zone. And a lot of spirits will do that. Um, I did. I know that I went through this for uh, for quite a while. I went through where I had uh, dreams of I was just going to different college campuses and different office buildings. And, you know, I just like would go into this room and hear people talking and like, well, I, I don't understand. And then I would, you know, then I have to walk across a hallway or across a courtyard and go to another one. And a medium said, that's just you going to different meetings in the in the spirit world. And so that was you know, that was probably something in, into the higher zones. I don't remember anything important in it. But as the spirits tell us, when you go to these things you you'll remember them when you need to remember them and they'll inspire you when you need to be inspired so absolutely you can do both there's no question about it okay are there any other questions if not i would like to encourage people to read uh well, not only the spirits book, as I did at the beginning, but to read my book, The Spirit Realm, Spiritism Has Revealed the Reality of Our Existence. I go through from all the other previous books and all the other spiritual, uh, spiritist literature, I should say. And this one, on most of my books, I really try to give you all the uh, uh, the references and the, the footnotes and everything. And this book, it's, it's, uh, there's less of that. I just talk about what the spirit realm is, what the physical realm is, what the physical realm is, who is Jesus, who, what is the spirit, how you ascend, what's your future. Kind of gives you the overview of everything that I've been able to glean from spiritist literature, medium meetings, and other talks, anything that I could bring together to give you kind of an idea of really where you are, right? Because I think that's important. Oh, wait, I got another question that I want to answer here are there such things as spirit traps or can people in the physical realm trap a person's spirit what can that spirit do to get free can someone control your spirit and make them do things and so the answer to that is the spirits can dominate wheels right 
they can dominate you. And so you can, so a spirit trap is if someone is dominating your will, right, and making your mind bend to theirs. Yeah. Uh, so some, so if you, this is why the mediums book is really good because it tells you about these things. You can get out of it yourselves most of the time by prayer and meditation, study spiritism, etc. Or you need to ask for help and other spirits from the higher levels will come and help you. So yes, someone can control your spirit and make you do things if their will dominates yours. And to get free, you have to study and meditate and learn to filter out stupid ideas and things you don't want and ask for help. It's not easy. It's not meant to be easy because you're here on this earth probably to go through these trials and tribulations. Uh, then it says, are your books in libraries? Not that I know of. I would say that um, one is Alan Kardec's book, you can get in PDF. And then, of course, my Spiritism 101 book, go to my, my site, nwspiritism.com, and download that uh, in English. Um, but right now, you know, I have them on Kindle, which hopefully, in, you know, like in my Spirits book, uh, the Spiritism 101 is um, 99 cents. So I try to make that inexpensive. I also have them on Audible. And if people on this one would like, I have some ability to give some free Audible books. So if you would like, go to my site, NWSpirit, let me bring this up, nwspiritism.com. Send me an e uh, go to the About Me section and say, hey, I'd like to have one of your Audible books. Because uh, I do have some uh, free uh, offers left, and I will be happy to email you a link to one of my Audible books, and you can listen to it in Audible format. So, and I'm saying this on December thirteenth, twenty twenty-one. So, uh, you know, who knows how long this will be up on YouTube or Rumble or BitChute. But, yeah, but go ahead and ask me for that. And if I have any left, I will make sure I can get you one of the Audible books. Okay. Well, thank you for being with me tonight. Uh, thank you for all the questions. And, again, we're here on Monday for questions and answers. And if you have questions you want to ask later, put them in the comments section. I will write them down and, and answer them in the, in the next book. Uh, next, the next uh, live stream, I should say. God bless.